Hey, 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 it is Heather. So there will be no full episode this week because I am here to announce that the show is changing names. This has been a long time coming and there are several reasons why I feel like this is important and I'll share a little bit more with you um, on that in just a couple minutes. But before we dig in, with the name change and other changes that are in the works, I wanted to take this opportunity to reintroduce myself. I share a lot of my opinion and thoughts throughout each episode, but I realize I've never fully shared with you who I am or even really given you a taste of my journey. Sometimes it can be hard to talk about yourself, but since I ask all the guests to, I suppose it's important for me to at least try. So hi, I'm Heather. I am the creator and host and editor and all the things for this show. I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire where I have both fond memories and also many memories, points of life that I wish I could erase if that was an option, which obviously it's not. And, you know, after, you know, growing up a tumultuous teen years, which included for me drugs, jail, abuse, and a bit more, I decided to move to California. So San Diego was my destination. My sister and brother-in-law had been living there for a couple years, which made the move a lot easier for me. And I ended up, I love San Diego. It's frigging gorgeous all the time. Most of the time. June gloom is a thing. But anyways, (laughs) I was there for about five years. And just a little bit over five years after being there, I was on the road again. This time it was to Iowa. Now, if you just hit pause and question my life choices, believe me, you are not alone. (laughs) A little context, my boyfriend at the time was from Iowa and he wanted to finish his degree at the University of Iowa and I was totally open for a change so off we went. Anyways, Iowa, yeah. Um, While I was in Iowa, I went to a local community college and got a degree in architectural technology only to realize that, I mean, I love building things. I love designing. I, I love architecture. All of those things are a passion for me, but it was it's just definitely not a fit professionally. Then, you know, I briefly moved to the Twin Cities. The relationship uh, that brought me to Iowa had ended. And again, looking for a change, wondering why am I in Iowa still? <laughs> so looking for a change, I took a role in outside sales in the Twin Cities. And so from where I lived in Iowa was about, I think it was like four, four and a half hours drive. So I had been there before and I knew it was like a pretty cool place and I took a job there. It was an insurance gig and I had I had experience in insurance, but moving to a totally new city alone, which is another story entirely because I wasn't supposed to move by myself, but regardless, taking an outside sales job mm, with all the other factors maybe not the best move. And then, you know, after experience, literally I experienced one Minnesota winter, just one. I was like, nope, I'm good. Peace out. Uh, I ended up moving back to my home state of New Hampshire. So again, a little bit more context. When I was still in San Diego, I say we, 
uh, were still in San Diego, meaning my uh, my ex and my sister and brother-in-law, when we were all still in San Diego, my sister and brother-in-law had two children, my um, oldest nephew, Ethan, and my niece, Amelia. And love, 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 love my nieces and nephews. So I had moved to Iowa and then they had since moved back from California and they were back in New Hampshire. And then my youngest niece was born in 2012. And I realized like, I'm missing these kids grow up. Like, and it was really like, I was missing them big time. I didn't even know my youngest niece at all. I just, I wanted to be by them. So that was kind of the catalyst for coming back to New Hampshire. That was the primary catalyst. I don't have any kids of my own. So, you know, having them as a part of my life is very important to me. And... (laughs) You know, by the way, people like to remind me of this, that like, they're not my children. That's a really strange thing to remind someone of. Like, don't do that. It's, it's weird. The implication that you cannot deeply love a human just because you didn't birth them is beyond ridiculous. Don't say that to people. It's rude and frankly, pretty fucked up. Anyways, so I started my, I'm back in New Hampshire now, still an insurance Started my employee benefits business in 2016. And so at this point, you know, as of right now, I've been in insurance one way or another for about 15 years. I always tell people, don't hold that against me, kind of because I'm geeky. You know, then in 2020, after talking about starting a podcast for a couple years, finally, I just reached out to a couple friends with an initial idea and we made it happen. Diversity on Fire was born. Obviously, those friends are no longer a part of the show. All I'll say to that is that creating a podcast is not easy. The steps may seem simple, but the process, the time commitment, the persistence, the logistics, it's not easy. It's not. There's a lot that goes into it and it's just a lot. I'll just leave it at that. Now, onto the meat of it here. So first off... Let me answer a question that I think some people might wonder, and it's definitely something that I've challenged myself with a lot, is why me? Why is a white chick from a small white state talking about bias and diversity? You know, the answer to that is multifaceted, but if I could answer in the most basic way, I would just say that I truly feel like I am being called to do this work. As someone who remained sheltered and ignorant of the societal struggles that others go through until I was in my early 30s. Yeah, that's embarrassing to admit. It's the truth though. I really feel called to hold that mirror up for anyone else that's willing to look. I cannot understand what it feels like to walk in the shoes of someone else. And I don't intend to pretend to or imply that I do. I do, however, know what it feels like to be misunderstood, to not fit in, to be abandoned, to be ignored and stereotyped and not fit someone's expectations. While everyone's experience is entirely different, I choose to take my experiences and embrace the ability and power that they have given me to empathize and move the needle even just a little bit by listening to someone else. I work off of the basic premise that it's incredibly hard to 
hate or harm someone when you know them, when you've had a chance to hear their story. Daryl Davis is an example of this. I kind of look to him because I'm just in awe of what he was able to accomplish. Um, If you don't know that name, please do look it up. Daryl Davis is a black man who entered conversations and subsequently friendships with not only members, but grandmasters of the KKK. He is said to be responsible for hundreds of KKK members turning in their robes and changing their ways. Now, I'm not proposing that I am anywhere near Daryl Davis. Don't get me wrong. That's not the comparison I'm trying to make here. I'm just trying to say that when he went into these conversations, he went in with the agenda of curiosity and trying to understand and making a connection, not trying to change people's minds. And that's where I'm at. I am curious and I want to understand and I want people to be understood. So while my methods may be different than others, and we may not always agree, in fact, you know, I think there's probably some people that I almost never agree with, I will persist because I believe that it's important. So this year, I turned 40, which eek still sounds a bit strange to say out loud, but obviously that is a milestone birthday. And well, turns out I knew it was coming. So I had set out at the beginning of the year on a mission to make 2023 the year that I really confronted my demons and excised them, you know, as much as as possible, right? Uh, I didn't want things that I thought I had resolved to continue to hold me back. So I wanted to allow myself to fully step into possibility without those tethers, without that internalized trauma that was informing decisions that I was making. I didn't want that anymore. And I figured, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna turn 40, what better what better time than ever to reset the clock, if you will. What a transformative year it has been so far. And we still have a quarter left. Now I have a lot of work to do still, but It has been amazing so far. And with this transformation comes a lot more clarity in all aspects of life. You know, not just personal missions, but also the mission of the show. And so with that being said, we say farewell to Diversity on Fire. And I introduce to you the Breaking Bias podcast. The Breaking Bias podcast. This name change was important because for a long time, I have felt a mismatch, a lack of clarity. The name Breaking Bias more fully aligns with the mission of the show, and it also paves the way for some other things that I've got in the works, so stay tuned for more to come on those. Um, But along with the name change, you're also going to see that I'm implementing some small changes in the show format. Just little ones, so you may or may not notice, but just little format changes. Um, I'm rolling out uh, show transcripts. So that is going to fulfill the mission of being more inclusive and accessible. The video episodes 
of the show will start becoming available in early 2024, (laughs) which is really nerve wracking to me. I hate being on video. So this is a big thing, um, but that is, it is in the works. Um, I'm actually going to start recording a video probably within the next couple weeks and, and we'll see, we'll see when this all rolls out. I have to figure out the editing part, but anyways, yeah. And that's just the beginning. The, this, there is so much behind the scenes. There is so much vision. There is so much potential. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm pumped. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here with me in this journey. Words cannot express the gratitude that I have for all of the listeners who have been with the show all along. Um, and those that join new every week. I, I'm just so, so grateful. So thank you very much. And as we always say, until next time, don't forget to check your bias and keep the conversations going.